So uh, I sit here today in the Freedom 512 real estate office, and it's time for me to tell the story about the morning after. Um, so I decided to do this recording audio only for the moment, and the reason being is because there's been an awful lot happening uh, recently, and I am wanting to share this part of the story, but for the moment, I need to do it off camera. Um, if if I have tears streaming down my face, you'll probably know it by the way I'm talking, but I just needed a moment off camera. So thank you for listening to this episode um, with no uh, visuals. Anyway, I the night that I was checked into Seton Medical Center um, here in Austin was obviously one of the most pivotal moments in my life and certainly in in a lot of people's lives when they're in that state of darkness. To be given a chance to get out is empowering yet very, very intimidating. So... As I was going through all of the steps to get healthy, to start my road to recovery, to understand a life without alcohol, to try to, as quickly as I could, absorb the stories of the other people, of the breakfast club, of the people that were in that rehab facility with me, that their stories were a lot a lot darker than mine. And as I was going through those days, I remember saying to myself, you have more gifts and blessings than you can even begin to count. And you had better start figuring that out and using it correctly rather than, you know, being so selfish that you're destroying yourself with booze. And when I started to kind of key on to the selfish part of it, um, that strikes a chord with me. One thing I've learned, I do have a very inherently generous spirit. And um, when the selfish angle came to be in one of the sessions we were, we were going through, that, that really resonated with me. Anyway, I made it through the five days of the initial detox process. And, and uh then it was kind of the next day. The, the next day, really just um, as a metaphor, what was going to be my next day? And what, what was I going to do with these next days without alcohol? Because you remember at this point, my days began drinking. I, 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 a day in the life. Let me, let, me, let me revert quickly back for those of you that didn't hear before, but a day in the life of Christy Gessler for the years where it was really bad. You know, I would have a, a small box of wine hidden in various parts of my home and in my car maybe and certainly in my office. Um, and I was able to, you know, pretty discreetly keep a good flow of, of alcohol going. And I thought I needed it. I thought I needed the courage. I thought I needed the the stability that I thought it provided me. You know that that settling feeling when you first take a drink of alcohol, you have a a calmness that can rush over you. And I learned very quickly that I craved that feeling of calmness. Of course at the time I didn't realize you know 
why I was craving that feeling and all the other inherent things that were going on in my relationship, in my marriage, in my work world, in my, you know, interpersonal world with my mom and my sister and my kids and my dog and my blah, 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 blah. I was um, at the time not understanding why I was seeking calm. Now, of course, I know a little bit better why. But my day would involve just getting up and as quickly as I could getting some wine on board. And that was usually as fast as I could get some in. And and at the end there, it was to calm the shakes. Um, So I thought I was doing well. I thought I was was together. I thought if I got that, you know, kind of got some of the wine in me, took a deep breath, was kind of ready to go master manipulator stuff too on being ready to to go but now that I look back at photos of me back in those days man I was looking like crap so I don't know why somebody didn't say to me god your skin looks awful and your hair looks hideous can you pull yourself together but you know that didn't happen it's another lesson that I'll talk more about too is the people you think that genuinely say they care about you I I, I'm not sure I'm just not sure so you gotta look out for yourself gotta look out for number one So my days needed to fundamentally change. They weren't going to be alcohol-fueled anymore, and they weren't going to be um, driven by, you know, how quickly can I slip in and out of Walgreens or CVS or HEB or any of these other outlets to just grab, you know, a quick box of wine. I, I learned pretty quickly that convenience stores were my best friend. could get in and out pretty much unnoticed, un, un, uh, uh, what would be another word, just, you know, nothing special, right? Just in and out, no judgment, no nothing. Just buy it, throw your cash up on the counter and go. And uh, so that was not going to be my day anymore. My days were not going to be like that. So I thought, well, hell, what do my days actually end up looking like? When I left the rehab facility, um, my now ex-husband picked me up and it was an awkward ride home. I sat in the passenger seat, having lost a little bit more weight. I was pretty small. I felt small. I felt small in that as I sat there in the passenger seat, having been discharged from rehab, ironically, the song that was on the radio was by a woman, I think her name is Carly Pierce, and it was a song that was really popular at the time, and it was called Hide the Wine. And I remember that song being on the radio, plain as day, bigger than Dallas. And it was just right there reminding me, you know, but that song's message is not about hiding the wine for the reasons I was hiding the wine. It was more because of her getting, you know, busted with an ex-boyfriend and blah, 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 whatever. But that song, I realized how much I was hiding the wine and hiding a lot more than just wine. So I drove home and remembering sitting there in that in that passenger seat for about the 20, 25-minute ride it was back to our home at the time, I remember sitting there vividly going, what am I going to do next? What happens when I pull into that driveway and go back to everything the way it was before November the 8th. That was powerful for me to think about. That was not easy for me to process. I remember tears streaming down my face the entire drive home. A lot of it was because I realized that I was sitting 
I thought next to a man that I knew, but I think we had grown apart, but I wasn't sure. And my kids were both boys, were were getting ready to be graduating high school, going off to college, trying to decide, you know, lots of big, big life decisions. And so I drove home, or I didn't drive home, I rode home, but I, I sat there in the passenger seat, and all of those thoughts just rushed over me. Like, you are now free from the fog of alcohol. What are you going to do with it? And literally, it took me a year to really start to figure that out. And I argue maybe just a little bit longer than a year. So the next episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that next year looked like. That first day out of the facility was earth shattering. It was, you have been broken down to your strip searched two small grocery sacks full of possessions, which weren't many possessions. You hadn't shaved in God knows how many days. And there you are just kind of being kicked back out into the world. And I found myself going back to the same house where a lot of those negative memories were. And in fact, where I'd hit a lot of wine. (laughs) Now, ironically, you know, my family had gone through the house and my friends had gone through and made sure that that what they could find was gone so that I went back home to a safer environment. But I found more booze after I was back. Um, had forgotten where I'd hid some things. And as I was just going through the house, I realized, oh, my God, look, there's another bottle. There's another bottle there. So that was very, very uh, jarring for me. So in the next episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what this next year looked like and, and how, how was I going to navigate a career that was very fueled by alcohol. My relationships with my coworkers were fueled with alcohol. They involved happy hours that have some of my most cherished, humorous memories in them. How on earth was I going to navigate that without drinking? And what were these relationships going to look like? And were they sustainable relationships? And I think the months that ensued allowed me to start to see some of that for truly what it is. And right here now, a little over two years after I went into rehab, I'm still uncovering relationships and I'm still discovering some of the things that I thought were true about a relationship that I thought on my side, that was not at all what the other person felt or um, acknowledged anyway. So hide the wine, a lot of memories, a lot of metaphoric type messages with that. Listen to the song if ever you get a chance. It's a good one. Uh, Pretty popular there for a while, and she's a very talented artist, so it's a good one to listen to. But again, it was significant in its time and place and the way I heard that song when I was leaving the rehab facility. So thanks for listening today and thanks for listening to audio only. Um, I am going to keep, again, diving into this next year back on camera. I'd love to see what other kinds of feedback or, or questions or similar stories that you'd like to share with me. So you can look me up, The Dependent Agent 
on Facebook and Instagram and new website is coming out. But if nothing else, hit me up with an email to get started. The dependent agent at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Give me your name and number if you want me to call you. If you'd like to start a dialogue, if you're currently feeling anything that I was and you would like to talk about it, and you're feeling like you're at the stage of hide the wine that maybe isn't quite the right one, call me, email me. I would love to have the chance to talk to you about it and see if I could help. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. Um, Again, we'll be back on camera soon. But uh, enjoy your day. Hug your loved ones. And uh, always focus on living a healthy life. Remember, it is about freedom, flight, and opportunity. Opportunity is the one you got to try to identify. And when you see it and it's there, take it and grab it. You owe it to those around you that care about you to uh, live up to some of your, your talk, your big talk about dreams and goals and aspirations and actually make it happen. So um, thank you all very much. Have a really, really blessed day and make sure that you uh, always remember it's a good life. And uh, I'll talk with you soon. Again, Christy Gessler, the dependent agent. Y'all have a great day out there.